Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Hi. I'm Selena. And I'm Ryan. We're glad to be here today. Yes. Thank you so much for listening in. Yes. Today, we are going to tackle the topic of intimacy and not just sexual intimacy. Right. We're going to talk about it from a, a much, I think, More broader holistic view. holistic kind of view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it really, we're trying to answer this single question is what does it mean to actually be intimate with another human, mm-hmm. to be close to them, to be known by them, right. to be uh, fully, uh, I guess, exposed in right. a way that is uh, revealing in, in terms of who you actually are. Right. And so, this is all through the lens yeah. of the, the Bible and the gospel and within um, the arena yeah. of your covenant. Yeah. So we're, we're so the way we're doing that is we're going to answer a few questions. We're going to talk about sexual intimacy. We're going to talk about some of the mechanics of that in terms of how to, how to break down walls. But then we'll also get into another uh, question about uh, emotional intimacy mm-hmm. and then um, how to actually maintain intimacy when you have young kids in the house. Everywhere in the house. <laughs> and, yeah, and running around the house. Well, obviously, there's some nuances there. So anyway, we will. that's what we're talking about today. We hope you'll stick around, yeah. and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here, we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. All right, it's good to be back. It's been kind of a crazy week this week. This is, I mean, we're recording this um, the day after our book launched, so Mm -hmm. you're getting us fresh off of... Uh, being fried from all of that, I think. <laughs> My word. Maybe not yeah. the right word, but we're oh, just no. kind of, it's been yeah. over the top, kind of busy and crazy in our lives, all in the best of ways, in the best sense. Um, but we had kind of a little celebration last night with some close friends mm-hmm. and um, those have, that have been closely intertwined and in helping like support us and pray for us and read over the manuscript, yeah. like just kind of uh, those those especially close kind of to yeah. us last night. And it was and really I would great. Say, I would say it was a celebration of them. Right? Yes. Not necessarily yes. of, Not, hey, look at what we've done. No, and, it was, but it was to say thank you. Thank you and celebrate yeah. what God is doing through Fierce Marriage, what they're a part of, yeah. what we're so grateful that they've chosen to be a part of. And, um, yeah, it was just such a, a wonderful yeah. night. It was an early night. Don't one worry. Of my, so <laughs> on that note, one of my favorite like mental pictures is to just imagine, you know, all of us, brothers and sisters in Christ, will be, we're not going to live forever. We're mm-hmm. going to be, we're going to be gone and in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I just imagine us standing shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who you were, what role you played. Right. We are just, we are just, uh, we are not the main characters. Right. Jesus is the main Thank goodness. point. And so we're going to be standing shoulder to shoulder, just, just. Uh, celebrating what God has done uh, in Christ, who he is. Mm -hmm. He will be enough. It's not anything uh, that we've, uh, we have not received anything other than him. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I just love that. So when we celebrate with our friends, like we did, it just feels like we're just, it's just a preview of that. Right. That's why I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun just celebrating God's goodness and what he's done. It was so great. Uh, Not only through this book, but through marriages, uh, uh, we get to hear stories. We get to hear your stories as readers. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, something that was so cute today, Della woke up and um, she's just, she's really learned, she's really working on her penmanship lately and she's wanting <laughs> to awesome. write yeah. a lot. And I think she sees us kind of writing and um, she just, she, what did you say today? You're like, babe, we're going to write a book together. I was and like, she, someday me and you're going to write well, a book together. Well, because she came to you and she had taped a bunch of these um little tiny cards together and she had had hearts in it and you go is this a is this a book about dogs why don't you draw a dog is there a dog in there and she goes 
no, Papa, this is about Jesus. <laughs> um, you're just like, as a parent, you're just like, Thank I looked at you, you and I was like, um, yes. whatever. I'm yes. just a mess right now. <laughs> so it was just super sweet. And yeah. so they're very aware of the book process, yeah. I think, yeah. which is kind of neat. And also I'm like, I hope we're not like ignoring you too long. Because <laughs> <laughs> writing is very time intensive. <laughs> and emotionally draining and, you know, all the, all of the best things being taken from you, but for good cause and nothing's better than the gospel, right? Yeah. So, um, so if we, so let's, let's jump in, let's just jump into this. So we, we wanted to explore this topic of intimacy from a bigger, um, bigger perspective. Right. And I think, uh, to do that as we, uh, probably not often enough, but we often do, we go to scripture first and I think we want to ground our conversation there. Mm -hmm. And I just want to start in Genesis, um, Genesis two. Yeah, so Genesis 2.24, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So uh, I think, uh, so obviously the whole, you know, hold fa- you know, a husband will leave or a man will leave his fa- father and mother and hold fast to his wife. That's a pretty familiar verse. And But I don't want gl- to gloss over this naked and not ashamed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obvi- I think it's pretty clear that there is like, you know, being naked and in that context, I think there's probably a consummation that happened, mm-hmm. right? There was some sexual intimacy happening mm-hmm. there. But I also see, I see this as a preview of intimacy just in general uh, before the fall, right? Mm-hmm. So this is Genesis 2. Nothing has, has uh, the fall contaminated. has not happened yet. There's no distortion. Yeah. We are at Genesis 2, not Genesis 3. <laughs> yeah. Nothing had contaminated mankind. Right. Sin had not yet happened. It hadn't damaged the intimacy in that relationship. Right. Yet. So there's two very clear words there that I think paint a picture of, of, uh, gospel intimacy mm-hmm. that is possible through the gospel because we've been reconciled now back to God through Christ. Right. right? So, and those two words are naked and unashamed mm-hmm. or not ashamed. So being naked, what does that actually mean? I think there's a liter- literal mm-hmm. application to that. Right. Um, obviously what we just talked about, but there's also the, like, I am just fully known to you, Mm -hmm. um, in my sin and in my success, Mm -hmm. I'm known to you. Um, my, my hopes, my dreams, my, my, you know, what kind of eggs I like in the morning. Like you just know me. Right. And that's a lot of times we, with friendship, right? Right. So there's the emotional intimacy part and that's friendship. Yeah. That first level is kind of friendship for sure. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, the other one would be like spiritual intimacy and being Mm -hmm. known. Like this is what God is doing in my heart. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm learning when I, as I read his word. Right. As this I, is what I'm being convicted of. This right. is what I'm struggling with. This is where my faith is being built. This is where I am having doubts. <laughs> yeah. So Tim Keller has this amazing concept slash quote is like, uh, love, uh, being known, being fully known and not fully loved. Right. Is, is, uh, what is it? It's like tragic basically. He's like, mm-hmm. or you can, um, you can be fully, uh, gosh, fully I'm, known I'm, and fully loved. Right. To, is, is a lot like being loved by God. Yeah. And basically one without the other, like if you're loved, but not known, then it's superficial. Mm-hmm. But if you're known and not loved and that's devastating, right? right. When, and that's our fear, right? Is that if I let you know me, then you're not going to actually love me. Right. Right. And that, that is against the spirit of intimacy. Right. So well, the, further, the Bible talks about if there's fear, perfect love casts out fear. Right. And so if there's that fear that is underlying this, then love has not yet been perfected. Right. And as far, the further away we get from mm-hmm. being naked and unashamed with each other, the mm-hmm. further away from intimacy we get. Right. So I think the goal as a married couple in a very, in very special ways is to be naked and unashamed with each other. Mm-hmm. Granted, you can only be unashamed if you've, 
if someone, if there's been, you know, cause we all have reason to be ashamed, mm-hmm. right? Cause we've all sinned. Right. We've all sinned against each other. Right. So there's only, uh, there's only possible to be unashamed if your identity is in Christ mm-hmm. and you have, and you have received grace in Christ, but you can also receive grace from each other. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so what we're talking, so that's kind of the, I think the, the bedrock of what we want to talk right. about today. Right. And as we go through these questions, so we decided to take some, a themed, three questions around this theme. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if you have any questions like these, we do read them. Mm-hmm. You can go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast, and there's a button there where you can uh, click to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's how these questions come in, or you can go there, and there's also a phone number. It's 971-333-1120. Mm-hmm. You can call in, leave a voicemail, ask a question, or you can text us with a question at that same number. Right. But anyway, that's how these questions are coming in. So we decided to take three of the kind of more recent questions around this topic mm-hmm. and answer those. So right. um, let's start with the first one. So the first question we got so this is... one's kind of lighthearted. Yeah. How do you have sex without getting pregnant? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, how can you trust a condom? <laughs> so I think that's a, a valid question um, because, you know, we... We, I, I feel like everybody knows where we stand with. Um, I don't think so. I don't think okay. they'd know that. And not that we need to rehash it, but, but our. So I think first off, what he's asking here, I think it's a guy. Um, I don't even actually know that it could be a guy <laughs> or a girl. Um, Anon, it's Anon again, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Anon. Um, how do you have sex without getting pregnant? So uh, there's, they're wanting intimacy. There's obviously there's, it's getting in the way because they're afraid of of um, going too far and getting pregnant and whatever. So, uh, our answer, and they said, how do you trust a condom is we, we don't believe in any sort of chemical contraception or anything, any oral contraception or anything like that. Um, we just, that's, uh, there's a science behind it that we think goes against what God would want. Um, so we end up, so we use condoms, right? Mm -hmm. Cause we both are very, we, 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 uh, we, we could have a baby at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's true for And In fact, I almost seduced you the other day into having a child. Mm into consummating it. Was that how you say it? No. Conceiving a child. There it is. <laughs> That's wrong. And it's not constipating. Back that, I know up. that. Back that up a little bit. You, I almost you, seduced no, you. No, you know, almost. That's a big. Oh, I could have. Okay. You're lucky. I was, I was, uh, being very restrained. Your seduction levels were down a little bit. I was being restrained. Okay. I was holding myself <laughs> I was back. Being restrained. I can't, I can't. Anyway. That's um, funny. So we have, we've, we've made a deso- uh, decision to use condoms. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's like wearing a rain jacket <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Oh, man. Uh, that's probably too much information. That's what it reminds me of. Anyway, we, it's condoms not. Condoms have come a long way, though. <laughs> Let's just give them a little credit here. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been at a cost. Yeah. Um, and the question that, that was asked is how can you actually trust it? Um, I think they have a pretty good track record. Yeah. I think condoms have a pretty good track but record. But also, you know what? God is sovereign, and mm, that's if, good. If it, wait, no, condoms aren't sovereign. Is that what you're telling me? If, <laughs> if something doesn't, I mean, I have. There's plenty of people that we know that have kids because and because of a condom, <laughs> like or lack. I wouldn't say plenty, a, maybe one or two. Okay, well, you know what? God's sovereign, and if you're supposed to have that child, that's there's a trust. We just got to trust Jesus on that one. I mean, yeah, their children are a blessing, and that's what the Bible says. They're never saying that children yeah. are. Yeah. Well, okay. That, this leads to another, okay. This leads to another kind of rabbit trail is that, uh, in culture today, we've Mm -hmm. commoditized children and it sounds really weird to say like that, but like they are, they are to add to our life. Uh, we don't, we don't see children as like a, as a, 
biblical mandate mm-hmm. like we should, I don't think. And that I feel I like you and I even struggle with that sometimes because oh, yeah. we're well, thinking about like timing in our own, my own body well, and not we that want those them to are fit bad, into our lifestyle, like a car. Not, well, <laughs> like, right? yeah. And I'm, I'm being crude huge, right now, but they are an investment for the rest of your life. I mean, once a parent, always a parent, always very true. But we tend to, and same with marriage too, is we tend to see it like, as long as it produces this sense of, it, it adds to my right. lot in life, meaning that it's the child at the time that I want, the kind of child that I want, <laughs> which that's funny. <laughs> Right, but happened. you try. We spend all of our. You, you right. read mommy blogs, so you're blue in the face. But you try to get this kid to do what you want him to do, so <laughs> that you can live the life you want to live. Uh, right, those little sinners. <laughs> and you just said it like children are a blessing. The yes. Bible teaches us that they're a blessing. They're yeah. nothing else. Right. And uh, I think that's really important to remember yeah. throughout this process. If 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 conception does happen mm-hmm. in an unplanned way, yeah. Uh, then you know what? Just look to God and trust His sovereignty yeah. and hold on for the ride. <laughs> right. They're a blessing. You know. What's the movie where is it? What to uh, expect when you're expecting when he, he's yeah. like, it's just like jumping on a moving train and hoping you don't die. Yeah. You just hold on and try not to <laughs> that's die. Par- that's what parenting yeah. and having babies like, or yeah. adopting a child, even if you, if you've never had kids or yeah. you can't have children, just having children enter into your life. However that looks, um, is a crazy ride. <laughs> yes. And it's, you know, God has blessed us. And I think that, you know, even for us personally, I, I don't want us to struggle with commodity, commoditizing. Is that? commoditizing yeah children because i i feel like the holy spirit can do a work in us and and you know that's why we're called as believers to take in the widow and the orphans and visit them and take care of them Mm. like that is the the essence and the epitome of the gospel and so understanding and clinging to that more um I just always ask myself, like, what else is there, right? Right. right. If there's not family, right. if there's not loving others, right. if there's not experiencing deep community with your children yeah. and with uh, with the, the elderly that you yeah. either are related to or not, yeah. what else is there? Right. Like, so again, we just see this war and this battle on yeah. again, um, we're, we're on, rabbit trailing on children but, and and you know having them as a blessing and not a commodity. So, you know what? If a condom breaks. God is good and you will have a blessing of a little child. And so we've been, that's been our sole method of contraception for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. And we've not had any unplanned oopses or surprises. There's no oops. There's just a surprises. happy, happy surprise. <laughs> that's like a Bob, Bob Ross. <laughs> There's no mistakes, just happy surprises. That's right. Um, so yeah, getting on to, I think our next question. So that was talking kind of, um, that was kind of a lighter question about, you know, sex and intimacy and, um, you know, we talk about in our book, the purposes of sex and one of them is procreation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge one. And that's, that's, you know, not okay. that you want to have a baby every time you have sex, right. that could be troublesome. No, right. Yeah. Um, so our next question is kind of uh, more along the lines of emotional intimacy, um, and how to connect. Cause it's hard. It's difficult to have sex mm-hmm. and, be intimate physically when you feel emotionally like you're not connected or you feel distant from each other and you can't seem to find the same page. And it's just, it feels like that time is just getting bigger and bigger in between. So, so yeah, the question says, and this comes from Bill. Um, he asked, uh, been married to a wonderful woman for six years. Feel, uh, we feel as though intimacy has disappeared and been frustrated. What initial steps do you recommend so we can improve? Um, so, yeah, you know, that's like, that's that part in your marriage where, you know, it's usually, and I don't know Bill's situation here, but if, uh, you know, that's when we, like when kids usually enter the picture, mm-hmm. right? 
And so there's lots of reasons. Like you kind of hit that like cruising altitude, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you're now like, now you're on this journey mm-hmm. and it's pretty much just like staring at the clouds and heading, you know, it's not super exciting. So maintaining intimacy becomes a very, I think, intentional exercise right. in marriage. So uh, feeling as though intimacy has disappeared and been frustrated. I think I, we go back to that Genesis 2 verse. Mm-hmm. We say they were they were naked and unashamed. Yeah. Right. My first question to you is: Are you naked together? And I mean that metaphorically here. Right. Right. Is that if your intimacy is being fr- it's disappearing and being frustrated? How are you developing your friendship? How are you talking through those frustrations? Mm-hmm. How are you actually getting and seeing each other right. without your without your clothes on, so to right. speak, and connecting transparently? And I, yeah, I think our friendship for you and I personally speaking has been the biggest way that we have remembered who that person Mm. is and not just like my sex partner or anything like that, you know, it's like, yeah, Yeah. it's knowing you it's, it's, it's more of an emotional, um, connection that leads to intimacy very Mm -hmm. easily and very deeply. Um, but again, there's, I feel like there's a lot of questions that could be asked, you know, by this couple, like, yeah, why are what is inhibiting you? What clothes do you have on that you shouldn't have on? <laughs> right. Maybe is one way. So to one of the things it. we talk about is um, in, in our fighting chapter and in, in the book is uh, fighting naked, mm-hmm. right? And the, we talked about this a few weeks back. So if you if the, if that interests you, go ahead and listen to that podcast episode. But we get into a lot more detail there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, fighting naked is obviously literally it's hilarious <laughs> uh, because you <laughs> can't think, really be yeah. mad when someone's like derobing in front right. of you. <laughs> Or disrobing in front of you, uh, but but I think the important thing is you don't bring when you're naked and you're going to a fight. You, you you when you normally would go into a fight, you'd have armor and you'd have weapons, mm-hmm. right? And we're saying like take the armor off, mm-hmm. like don't just go in with your defenses up and right. don't go in with your weapons like right. swinging a sword around like right. trying to hurt someone, like <laughs> trying yeah. And I think we do that when we're really trying to be right instead of right. like our objection is not reconciliation. It really is just trying to be right. Um, and sometimes even hurt. And sometimes it's it's hard to get through that point, you know, mm-hmm. just having that that conflict um, and being OK with having a little bit of conflict, but having kind of the right conflict. Right. Um, so, yeah. So to speak to Bill's question even more um, is that, it, you know, the reconciliation, I think there needs to be some reconciliation here right. and part of reconciliation. So figuring out why that intimacy has disappeared and reconciliation is not like you've sinned against me necessarily. That could be right. part of it, right. but it's, we are apart. We need to be brought back together, reconciled back together, to reconciled to yep. one another. Yep. And so some of that has to do with how you communicate. Mm-hmm. Are you communicating in a healthy way? Right. Are you, um, you know, one of the kind of classical sort of psychological approaches is to, you know, use a lot of not, not you statements, but I statements and me statements to kind of explain how mm-hmm. you're feeling without mm-hmm. attacking the other person. Right. The other one is to just listen, mm-hmm. like give each other like uh, set periods of time where right. you're not going to say anything no matter what. You're just going to listen for 10 minutes or whatever right. and go back and forth. And it, and so there's communication tools like that. Well, that and I, think I like how you've said too, like in the past, um, just explaining when you're feeling vulnerable, like just saying, okay, I'm feeling really vulnerable right here. I just, I want to share this with you because, and describing how you're feeling and what you're trying to get to and why you're trying to get there. Not just, I'm angry with this, but like, I'm, 
I want you to like setting the ground for yourself to step on, mm-hmm. knowing there might be a bomb going off, but trying to like defuse it because of the, yeah. these reasons. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm not trying to, um, you know, disrespect you. This is That's- how I'm feeling because of these reasons. And I really, I just, I know it's a hard thing for you to hear. It's a hard thing for me to say, but I'm not. Please so, hear my heart. Like that's great. And here's the kicker for that, though, is that that takes a lot of emotional maturity, a lot of right. intellectual maturity to to know that you're in a heated situation, to recognize right. it, and right. to act contrary to that is very hard. Right. So I think it takes some, you know, by God's grace, I think the Holy Spirit will say, like, whoa, 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 slow down. Right. You're you're not you're about to sin. Right. right? <laughs> to convict us. Right. To show us that we are not acting in love. We are doing something that's contrary to love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly right. I think, but getting there is hard. So, so, so Bill, we're talking to you or whoever's listening to this and this is how you feel, I guess, give yourself um, a heads up that when that (laughs) happens, like just try to let, let, uh, try to be emotionally a little bit more mature than maybe than you would want to Mm -hmm. be, especially when you're like angry. And if you Mm -hmm. have anger problems and all that, then counseling is probably the next step. Right. So Bill did ask what initial steps to take to improve. Um, Counseling could be a next step if, if, if. More like, uh, you know, boots on the ground sort right. of tactics aren't working. Well, and get people get, so we talk about, I feel like there's like three C's, but we don't necessarily say them. And I counseling think of community. Two. Yeah. And what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm trying to think of it, but anyways, getting your community and again, being known by people and not that yeah. you need to be like, you know, sharing every intimate Communication. detail. There it is. But there it is. Nailed it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but having your community and people knowing you and knowing some of the struggles that you're facing and again, not divulging every single intimate detail, right. um, but you know, explaining thoroughly enough that you're like, people can pray for you and people can, mm-hmm. uh, speak into, you know, reflect Jesus back, pointing you back to Jesus, point us yeah. back to the gospel and, and drawing those lines and connecting us back to yeah. Jesus. Um, Another, so community is huge. Community is huge. Counseling. Absolutely. Look, view it as an option. Um, it's really hard. I feel like to get outside of ourselves and to yeah sometimes like help ourselves and hear God within ourselves. And I think the caveat there is making sure that they're they're biblical, biblically right. minded, right? There's a lot of psychological research that will help, mm-hmm. but I think without being rooted in the gospel, it's it's not going to do you. A, There's some risk. It's not going to serve yeah. you well. Yeah. Um, and just that your beliefs won't be transformed. And that's right. really what needs to happen is you need to understand your spouse in light of the gospel in a different way. Mm-hmm. So another last thing I want to say out of this one is that, uh, you know, initial steps to rec- – so the question was, what initial steps do we recommend to improve? Um, develop your friendship. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we, we talk about going on, like, really adventurous dates or doing uh, different things or, or going to the extra mile in terms of planning a date. Mm-hmm. Or planning for intimacy. The whole point of that is to get at each other, right? At mm-hmm. a in a new way to get closer to each other, mm-hmm. to develop your friendship, to get outside your element, to spend quality time together, doing things that that are outside of you. They're bigger than you, so that you can grow closer together in that. Right. So find something that you can do that that would you know. For us, we love uh, going for drives to like you know places that are within an hour's drive, mm-hmm. and we just walk and and hang out and throw rocks in the water. And, you know, get ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are always our cheat days. We always <laughs> eat the bad food on those days um, and just have fun. Yeah. And we come home and sure enough, like we just feel closer yeah. in every way. Yeah. So Awesome. So then our last question is kind of funny. We've we've written a blog post and I think we have a podcast on it, but it's uh, comes from Brittany. She says, my husband and I have a two and a half year old and a three month old. Our sex life has been rather well non-existent. <laughs> When we do have sex, it's more in a series of three days back to back than nothing for a while. How do we get back on a more regular, 
I guess, sex schedule. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, that's crazy. That's where we were when we had... Um, that's the exact almost age gap of our girls. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. It's difficult because, you know, post-pregnancy, you're dealing with a lot of just your body being different and hormones being different. And so I feel like connecting, there's just it's a, a physical, zone. yeah, a war zone <laughs> happening there. Um, so yeah. it's, I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. That's a hard time. That's a, a very sure. difficult time. I think to I'm going to stop you. Cause it, I think it's a time for a husband to really extend grace and to be selfless. Obviously, uh, there's the, there's the immediate period after having a child six mm-hmm. weeks, at least where sex is out of the question. Right. Of course, especially, I mean, if you did a, if, unless you had a C-section, still, which there's, still there's, there's that. Healing. Yeah. yeah. That has physical um, healing. But so as a husband, like you just, you know what, just, Buckle down love and love your wife this love way. Love her in yeah. a different way. Yeah. And that's that's what being married is. And it's a beautiful expression. I mean, just commit to that that being a, an act of service to her mm-hmm. and an act of love to, toward her. So. Mm-hmm. And it goes and it does not go unnoticed. Right. So it's very noticed and very like I felt I remember feeling so loved when you would just bring me food or you would take the baby and change them and you would like that made me weirdly maybe like want to be like close to you because you're just serving me and loving me yeah there you go (laughs) there's this whole um but we also i think in our was it a blog post or a podcast i think it's a blog post um you know when kid when the baby's napping i know that it's hard when they're so young you know you want to sleep as well um but being intentional about that time um and we don't we're pretty vigilant about the screen time with our kids and so I would try to save up that time for a two and a half year old. If you allow them to watch any sort of TV, um, 15, 20 minutes, we would let our little girl watch a show and the other baby was sleeping and we would have 15 to 20 minutes to kind yep. of connect. Now, and granted, make that it's not going to be the most intense, like right. drawn out experience, right. but you know, sometimes you just got to get through. <laughs> sometimes it's about quality and not quantity, you know, and but just, this, yeah, yeah. And just connecting that way emotionally and, um, physically, if you're there, that's great, you know, but understand that this is a season. Kids will not always be this age. Um, they will grow, they will develop. And you know, of course, new challenges will come, but, uh, there's hope. And I think again, getting to that, getting to that point of being naked and unashamed, uh, metaphorically definitely like leads to the physical. Absolutely. And so if yeah. there's any areas you know while you're waiting to get to that time physically together that you can mm. you know be transparent with each other and be honest and naked and unashamed with each other um and building up to that uh physical time i think that's a good opportunity to recognize yeah and i think it's an important so we talked about how to get back to a normal mm-hmm. sex schedule if we could call it that right and so we do have another uh, blog post that has been, uh, I think, really useful to a lot of couples. Yeah. It's called The Spectrum of Sex. Yep. Just look it up on fiercemarriage.com. There's a search thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we talk about the different kind of modes of sex and how to get around to an agreement on what healthy sex for you looks like. So a lot the of couples, they never, of a frequency of yeah. it and the intensity and kind of the expectation there. Cause a lot of couples just assume it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be this like, Ooh, I, I whispered in your ear and now, and now you're right. just, you're like so ready for whatever. And, <laughs> and that's just like, that's not reality. Right. 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 Cause you know, you could be thinking about a thousand things right. and all of a sudden I'm thinking about it Yeah, and I just expect you to get on my right. page immediately. That's right. not realistic. Right. We got to meet each other and, Obviously that's, you know, real life is like 
Yeah. We've got lots going on and we're trying to figure this out. And okay. But you understanding that about me takes some maturity as well. And, and some, learning how to not take it personally absolutely. is a big thing. And right. so as far as how to get on a schedule, so we've, we've identified a frequency that works for us and mm-hmm. it's two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. And that's about what keeps us like emotionally connected. It's mm-hmm. what keeps us physically kind of satisfied. Right. Um, and so obviously, uh, there's some flex in there, but essentially that's what we shoot for. So every two to three days, we right. know it's about time. Um, and if it goes longer, then we know it's really time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes you have a few bonus back-to-back days in there. <laughs> um, so, But we had to get there through conversation and through yeah. talking, honest conversation. Right. Uh, the other thing you, we talked about is the intensity of it. So sometimes you have, we and we've said this before, and of course this has to be something that you both agree on. It's right. something that's endearing, always endearing, never using the other for right. your own pleasure right. at the expense of their emotional well-being or physical right. well-being. Right. Big old caveat there. Right. And understanding a person's past. Yes. Um, if there's been past like sexual hurt and abuse, um, right. you know, this, this would not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So being very sensitive of each other, but, but picking, pick, p- picking like your, your battles, basically knowing yeah. like right now we have 20 minutes, so it's going to be fast right now. We have 10 minutes, so it's going to be super fast <laughs> right now. We have two minutes. So, right. so giddy up, <laughs> uh, but, or you say, okay, I think for us, we've kind of realized that, um, that's more the norm because we have young kids. Yeah. Right. And so for this season of life, it seems like, yeah, yeah, we're having, we have more time frame, time restraints, um, and, and quality time together. And so we really, we know that we need to connect and we know that that's a priority and the duration of time that we have, this is sometimes you just got to buckle down. (laughs) Yeah. And that's only possible if you are naked and unashamed Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually with each other. Mm -hmm. And so Selena, you come to me and I, and you know, it's been like three days and you'll say, Hey, I know this is, this needs to happen, but just so you know, we have like 10 minutes. What do you think? Right. And I'll just, and so I, that and helps me to take it. you're kind of either like, yes or no. <laughs> I'll be like, and well, this happened like a week ago where I was like, yeah, we could do it fast today or we could have more time tomorrow. Right. Right. And I said, I'll wait. Yeah. Because I feel like it's more important at that moment for us to have a, a more at time together. Yep. Yep. Um, even though I didn't want to wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, it was worth it. So. Yeah. So again, naked and unashamed conversations and questions and figuring out kind of what works for your schedule. Um, and being flexible, little kids, um, I feel like at least ours don't always have the most set schedule, um, because of all the developments that happen at such young ages. So, you know, being flexible and extending grace to each other, but, um, also having kind of a idealized goal that you're trying to stay connected and. Awesome. Yeah. And we hope this has helped you guys. Uh, again, we're just speaking transparently. It's mm-hmm. all rooted in, you know, it comes from scripture. We, we focused on the one verse today, um, what it means to be naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, but really understanding what that looks like for you and what it looks like in light of the gospel, mm-hmm. knowing that sin doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to rule in your life. Right. That you can have past hurts, past sin, uh, and they don't have to bar you from being naked and unashamed. Right. We can actually see a, a glimpse of what it was like in the garden because of because Jesus. Of Jesus. Yeah. Right. So it's very important to remember that. Let it bear its proper weight right. on your marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with that, I think uh, I think we're ready to wrap it up. If you've yep. enjoyed this and we've earned it, mm-hmm. uh, we would be honored to have your rating and your review mm-hmm. um, on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to us. It encourages us more than you know. Right. I read these out aloud to Selena many, many times <laughs> as I see them come in. It's just so encouraging to hear how it's helped you. Yeah. But it also helps other other listeners to know if it's going to be worth their time. Right. So we would be very encouraged and grateful for your review and your rating. Um, if you have any questions... Uh, you're more than welcome to ask those. You can call us, mm-hmm. 971-333-1120. 
You can either text us there yeah. or you can leave a voicemail. And fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K, yep. unless you took that down. Well, you can do it. We're going to migrate all that to oh, slash podcast. Slash podcast. But either will be available to awesome. you. <laughs> um, and you can ask your questions there. That's where you just type it in on your phone or on your computer and we'll get an email um, of your question. And uh, we can ask that as we get a chance That's to. Awesome. Or we can answer it as we get a chance to. So, so awesome. Other than that. Do you want to pray? Yeah. Lord, I thank you for these couples, the um, the husband uh, in his car or wherever listening to this, the wife and the husband in her car, uh, sorry, the wife in her car uh, listening to this. I pray that uh, that you would just um, reign in their marriage, that Jesus, that your, your grace would be more and more real, that as they learn to love each other well, that they would look to you um, for your ultimate example, and they would look to you for um, the love they need um, to, to love their spouse well. Mm-hmm. God, I thank you for... Um, uh, every couple um, who is fighting fiercely for their marriage, understanding that it's not just about them, but it's about you, that we are playing a, a tiny role in yeah. just um, telling more and more people about you. I pray that you would put these marriages on mission um, with you, Lord, that we be co-laborers with you, Jesus. Um, thank you for this time together. Mm-hmm. I pray that you would um, use these words for your glory and for our good in mm-hmm. your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. Stay fierce, friends. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And this episode is... In the can. All right. See you (laughs) next time. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.